Navy spouse April Wilhelm built a successful digital marketing agency from a NICU hospital and hotel room and is now helping military spouses build a remote career through virtual assisting and entrepreneurship. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Navy Federal puts members first by helping them save money, make money, and enjoy peace of mind and security through personalized around-the-clock service. It's easy to join Navy Federal. You can become a member in as little as 10 minutes. Visit NavyFederal.org slash eligibility to see if you can join. All right, April and Michael Wilhelm, uh, welcome to Veteran on the Move. Uh, Michael's in the Navy, and April, you're in the military spouse, and uh, you guys are operating a phenomenal business called Stay at Home Profit. So uh, before we get to talking about business, what you guys are doing in entrepreneurship, take us back and tell us what you guys have been doing in the Navy. Definitely. Well, um, as a military spouse, uh, we were stationed in Japan and my husband was on the Reagan and he was deployed a lot um, while we were in Japan. And I kind of found myself being, you know, that that wife that was trying to find work that was taking care of her kids. We had just gone to Japan and within two weeks um, he was deployed. Um, And then eventually I found myself kind of like in the HR room (laughs) on that base. And I was just sitting there with a bunch of other women, you know, we're all in that same position. I remember, you know, talking to the girl next to me and she was just telling me how, you know, she has her master's degree and how she was super like hopeful for this job because she has been there for a year and she was trying so hard to find, you know, a job on that base. And I was kind of like taken back by that because I had just moved you know, from California, from a really good job in marketing. I have no degree. Um, I have like random credits and I'm now up against this amazing spouse who has a master's degree, who has been patiently waiting, who seems to have her life all together. And, you know, we're up against a $7 an hour job. So (sighs) that's how I kind of found myself um, in that situation. Thanks to the Navy. Um, What about you? Um, Right. So I am active duty Navy. Uh, I pretty much the only role I played in all of that was I put her in the situation she was in <laughs> by having her um, go to Japan, moved our entire family to Japan. And then within a week of me getting there, we uh, got deployed, my ship got deployed. And so I was pretty much during that time, um, I was just underway, didn't really know what she was up to or what she was doing. And I got home to basically um her just really excited and telling me everything that she did and all this stuff. And um, yeah. And then in our business now, what I do is, well, I guess you can kind of talk to about how the business went after that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy, Michael. I mean, you guys showed up in a week or so of showing up to Japan, boom, you're gone. I mean, um, that's something that a lot of military, even if, even if a military family hadn't had that exact thing happen to them, that's something that all military families can certainly relate to. So, um, yeah, April's basically dropped in a foreign country. Um, now I think April, you did have the advantage of being a military brat yourself, right? So it wasn't a completely foreign concept to you, but you hadn't really filled this role as the military spouse and the mom yet. That it's so true. It's so funny because I felt so prepared for this role because my dad served in the Marine Corps for 22 years. I mean, 
it's so funny because I remember being like 16, 18 and telling my dad, I'll never, you know, marry somebody in the military. I never <laughs> wanted anything to do with the military. It's, you know, it's a crazy lifestyle. Who would, you know, do this? <laughs> and um, crazy enough, I met uh, somebody that I knew, like we went to middle school together mm -hmm. and high school together. And of course, I moved around being a military brat. So um, after three years of, you know, becoming friends and things like that, I moved um, across the state. And when I went up to college, I just happened to run back into him. And I was like, totally head over heels in love. And I was like, Oh, my God, I found my person. And then he's just like, Oh, yeah, but I'm in the Navy. And I was like, But wait, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so even though um, he was, I was like, I can do this. I got this. And, um, you know, then he was just like, All right, got married, going to Japan. And then when we got there, he was just like, oh, by the way, I'm deploying as well. And I was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> Definitely get thrown into the deep end here. Yeah, so Michael, we'll, we'll change your name to By The Way. We'll just call you By The Way from here forward. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So April, I really want to hear, start from the beginning. You're, you're, you're in the HR department on base. You realize the job situation is not looking good. What were some of the first steps you made to potentially find something to do you know, business ownership or entrepreneurial wise? Definitely. You know, I remember walking away from that appointment. It's not even an appointment. Pretty much you get there in this HR room and they give you the stack of paperwork and they're like, all right, fill it out. Give us your whole life story in an employment sense and then turn it in and we may or may not be in touch with you. And mm -hmm. it's this very small room and there's like maybe 10, 15 spouses in there, you know, we all have this like semi look of hope, but then we look around at each other and we're like, yeah, there's no way this is going to work out. And as I was walking back to my house, I did what any millennial I guess would do. And I went to Google and I was like, how do I find employment overseas? And I went into Facebook groups and I started asking like, how, how is anyone else working from home? And because I was, we were stationed at y uh, Yakuska, um, the Facebook groups are a huge community sense and everyone is really great at, you know, helping each other out. But something I realized is that it wasn't just me stuck in this position. It was about, I want to say 80% of military spouses that were stationed at this base were out of work, you know, and with this uh, kind of base, if you wanted to be a babysitter, if you wanted to be a dog sitter, or if you wanted to, you know, go into sales or, you know, sell makeup, you had to get approval through your command. And my husband was deployed. So I was like, okay, I can't do any of that. Like, what, what can I do? And so I went back to Google and I was like, what can I do from home? And what can I do that's not sales? And what can I do that won't involve me, you know, picking up a phone because my Japanese phone <laughs> isn't going to work with U.S. numbers. Right. And so I kind of went through that rabbit hole. And that's when I actually found um, a military spouse in the States looking for another military spouse to become a virtual assistant. And essentially all she wanted was somebody who could make her appointments online for her, clean up her calendar, schedule things, and even shop for her on Amazon. And she was willing to pay $15 an hour for this. And I kind of just stopped and I was like, oh my God, that's as much as I was getting paid um, but right before I hit salary um, at my marketing job. So I was like, this is perfect. I yeah. And the, the on-base job, on job you were looking at was only like seven or something like that, wasn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. It was $7 an hour part-time or like flexible as they like to say, because nothing's part-time or full-time there. Everything is flexible. So you never knew what kind of hours you're going to get. And it was just a gas station, you know, customer service stocking job. So the fact that I could find somebody that's going to pay me $15 an hour, I can work my own time because she was in the States. I was in Japan. So there was a time difference and I could do things I actually liked, which, you know, for me anyways, I was like, what, what girl doesn't like shopping on Amazon? What spouse doesn't use Amazon? I got this. Yeah. The dream come true. And also, you know, something a lot of folks may not realize, but a lot of countries like Japan, correct me if I'm wrong, but Japan and a lot of other foreign countries, if you're there as a military spouse, it's very likely you're not allowed to even have a job out in town. I mean, if, if you right. can't get a, one of those rare jobs on base, you're not working out in town because it's not like you can go work at a restaurant, a Japanese restaurant out in town or, you know, serve, serve up sake at the local bar out in town. If you're not a Japanese citizen, they won't allow you to work in the economy typically. It, it's so true. And, you know, I have a lot of restaurant and hospitality service. So I thought, magically, I was going to be able to get a job hands down. I have great, you know, um, work experience. I have great references. Um, I have a great personality. So I literally came to Japan, like not thinking employment was going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. I was, I knew like I can pick up a language. I have great customer service. Um, so I thought that even if I couldn't find something on base, off base out in town, I would be a hit. And when I first got there, you have to go through this training for a few days before you can even leave base. And the first things that they were saying were like, you cannot accept a job out in town. You cannot work with anything that has alcohol. So no restaurants, you can't work in hospitality. And if we did get a job out in town, like maybe even something, um, like in software or business or finance or whatever it is, we could be forfeiting our sofa. Um, yeah, basically our allowance to live over there. Exactly. Yeah. Everything that's authorized by the SOFA agreement. Yes. Wow. And that I would have to reapply to get like a visa and start the entire process over. I was just giving up that part of that SOFA agreement citizenship um, being over there. So it was definitely a shocker when I got over there, knowing that I had to truly choose. Am I here as a spouse or am I here with my own identity? Yeah, so so you're so you're working as a virtual assistant from a military spouse for a military spouse that's located in the U.S. How long did that go on for? How, how well did that work for you? And then what happened after that? It went on for about three months. Um, she kept giving me more and more tasks to the point where I was working about twenty hours a week. It was great. Um, it was super funny. I was doing tasks like uh, uh, scheduling out her dentist appointment for her kids. Like I would call. And so I would be up at like two or 3am and I would wait till they open and I would call and I'd be like, hi, I'm making an appointment for Miss Jamison's, um, you know, daughter, Annabelle and blah, blah, blah. It was really, um, a good time, um, doing these really fun, like administrative tasks. But then I kind of craved more because I had a son and I didn't want to be up at two or 3am doing some of these tasks. And I was wondering what other things I could be doing and how could I make this an actual career and not like just a hobby. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of dived more into virtual assisting and actually using that keyword. And I realized companies and um, businesses, especially small businesses, were always hiring for virtual assistants and remote workers. And because I had such an extensive background in marketing, um, I've always worked my way up um, as like a team member or entry level position at a 
employment and I would move into the marketing department, I knew that I could use those skill sets to really um, help other businesses and be able to do that virtually. And so that's when I kind of started taking on more clients and realizing like I could make my salary that I was making back in the States. I could make more and I could work less. Wow. That's awesome. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. If you're an active duty service member, veteran, DOD civilian, or military family member, you can join Navy Federal. That means if you've served in any branch of the military, doesn't have to be just the Navy. could be Army, Marine Corps, Air Force, or Coast Guard. You can join Navy Federal Credit Union. Plus, military family members can join also. I've been a member for over 30 years, and even after I retired from the Marine Corps, I'm still a Navy Federal Credit Union member with the same account I started over 30 years ago. They help you save money, make money, and enjoy peace of mind and security through personalized around-the-clock service. Veterans and service members from all branches of the military are welcome to join. If you're active duty, you'll enjoy free active duty checking with perks like account balance and transaction notifications, early access to your military paycheck, up to $240 in ATM rebates per year, which is up to $20 per statement. Visit NavyFederal.org to join. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. All right, we're back talking with April and Michael Wilhelm from Stay at Home Profit. So, April, before the break, we were t- you were talking about how you you got your feet wet with um, have this first virtual virtual assistant job overseas. You're, you're actually helping another military spouse back in the U.S. Um, doing a lot of stuff for her. You're making like twice what you could have made if you'd gotten the one job avail- that was available on on base. Um, and things are going great for you. So. You started taking on more. You started taking on more tasks from the current guy you're working for, and even start started do, becoming a virtual assistant for some other folks. You became like this super virtual assistant overseas. What was the next step for you after that? Yeah, well, I knew that if I wanted to make more money, I was gonna have to, and have more time. I was gonna have to start bringing on team members. And right before I kind of like was figuring out how to do that and to like build out an agency. Um, I ended up getting pregnant and it was right before my husband was going on his next deployment. We found out like a week beforehand, I was just like, okay, I have like the worst pregnancies and um, (laughs) our son, it was a total nightmare. So I was like prepared for that re nightmare again, essentially. And I was like, all right, I know I'm going to bring, I need to bring on like a team member. I need to bring on like somebody who's as invested in this business as I am and be able to put in systems and processes so I can work less and still make more money Mm -hmm. and still be able to cover expenses for uh, new team members. So I went the agency route and it was great because um, I did have a very rough pregnancy kind of like I had imagined, but it even got rougher when um, I ended up giving birth three months early. Um, I had my daughter at 26 weeks and it was when we were, my husband had gone back um, from deployment and he ended up uh, taking leave and we thought we'd go celebrate with our family and friends in California. We had, I think two or three days before we left, we just found out we were having a girl. So we had the big gender reveal in Japan and we went to go to Northern California to celebrate. And when we got there, as we enjoyed our time with our family members, we were literally on the freeway driving back um, to San Diego airport to get on the plane to go to Japan. And I ended up going into preterm labor. And so we had to go off the nearest exit, go to the nearest hospital. And essentially they decided to tell us, yeah, you're not leaving. 
Wow. At all, um, you will be here until you give birth, and um, you may or may not be able to go back to Japan. And during that time frame, you know, I took a pause on my business. I was in the middle of that transition. I was like, "Oh my God, what am I gonna do?" And I was really focused on obviously our daughter and um, trying to figure out what's next. And I did give birth to an amazing, beautiful two-pound baby girl, but we were in the NICU for 90 days, and we were kind of in a hotel room and going from hotel to hotel and finally landed into the Ronald McDonald house. But we were in a random city we had never been in with our son, my husband, and um, trying to make this all work and with our daughter in the hospital. And we never knew what was going to happen with her. It was very day to day. We didn't know if this was going to be the day that we could possibly lose her, if this was the day that could be, you know, a turn of events. So I kind of like fell into this really um, intense postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and I'm a natural workaholic. And I always say that as if it's a compliment, I love my dedication to work. I've always been very career orientated. So during this entire time of uncertainty and emotions, I decided, okay, I need to work for my sanity. I need to go back and start reworking as a virtual assistant because I knew it was so flexible. I knew I could pick, you know, who I want to work with, how many people I want to work with, how many hours I want to dedicate to it. And that's when I really ended up building out this agency is I realized not only could I help all kinds of different businesses, but it was really helping myself and um, my postpartum depression, uh, going back to work and being able to kind of have my own out, I get my own, um, my own self of confidence mm-hmm. rolled up into, I didn't have to worry about everything else that was going on. This was kind of mine. And it kind of really, I always tell people it saved my life. And so mm-hmm. when I built out this agency and I was dealing with my daughter and she finally came home, you know, three months later, and we are still figuring out, you know, what the Navy wanted to do with us. <laughs> um, we were kind of in limbo for a while. Um, I realized that my main focus as I was building out this agency is I'm not just going to help military entrepreneurs. I'm going to help military spouses, you know, build careers as virtual assistants, and I'm going to hire them. And I'm going to make this huge wheelhouse of, all right, helping military businesses and veteran businesses with military spouses, you know, as virtual assistants, because I'm going to hire them, which is going to help them with the unemployment rate. And I was like, this is brilliant. And then I didn't have to work as much. And so I kind of fell into this, like, service mode of I can give back in all the different areas while still not being compromised with, you know, what was going on in our personal life. Wow. That's incredible. So tell us a little bit about the beginning. Like, um, did you bring on, did you, know, what was the first couple of steps in that process business wise? Phenomenal story, by the way, to, you know, great, um, military families, all around the world can relate to your struggles and everything that you guys went through. So, um, you know, really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, um, on the, on the business side of things, you know, regaining your purpose and, and finding yourself back in that business. And now I can build an agency and help other military spouses that are dealing with the same thing I'm dealing with. Who was the first person you brought in or, or what was their, what capacity did they come in at? Um, did you just help someone else get a, a VA job themselves or did you start building your your agency before you start helping military spouses get jobs. Yeah, definitely. So there is a military spouse. Um, well, she, she was now at this time a veteran spouse, but we had worked 
when um, together at the base in 29 Palms. Um, if you know where that is, I'm sorry. Been there many times. <laughs> and um, it was super funny. I was um, I was just a teenager working at the um, exchange and she was a military spouse and we became really good friends. And um, when I ended up back in California and we were going through all of this, you know, she was one of those people that reached out to me about like, how could she help and things like that. And when we were talking, she's like, well, yeah, I've been following you a lot in Japan. Like you were talking about becoming a virtual assistant. I've always been wanting to pick your brain, like how to go about that. And so while we were in the, uh, it was right before we even got to the Ronald McDonald house, we were just hotel, hotel hopping. I remember just giving her advice and, you know, FaceTiming her and being like, oh, this is what you should be doing. And this is how you should be like formatting your resume. These are the companies you should be like looking for to get hired out as a virtual assistant. And I was really training her um, how to become a virtual assistant and how to expand on the skills that she already had. And then when we got to the Ronald McDonald house and I decided I'm going to go forth with um, the marketing agency, I reached out to her and I said, hey, what if I hired you? What if you became my first team member? And what if you um, pretty much poured your heart into this business as much as I have? Um, we could really make this agency ours. And I gave her pretty much my, my huge vision. And I just said, but here's the thing. I need to still be as present as I possibly can because we don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, wow, that's like a lot to ask because she has two kids. Her husband, you know, um, recently uh, transitioned over to the civilian world. So he's working and he's going to school with his GI Bill and stuff. And I said, I know it's a lot to ask. It's going to be a huge, like, almost like a partnership. And she's like, okay, well, here's the thing. Like, if I love your vision. I love what you're doing. She's super passionate about helping other military spouses as well. So she's like, what if, what if we went into this together 50, 50. And so I was like, yeah, that would be great. Cause then she knew that if I needed to take some time off, I could essentially know that would, the business would be taken care of mm -hmm. um, by having her on the team. And so that's kind of what I did is we built up the business together, um, the agency together. And then we started hiring independent contractors for areas of expertise that we knew we weren't great at. Um, I was great at SOPs, business management, marketing. Um, she was really, really good at um, business management and on the tech side. And so we knew we needed like a designer, we needed a social media manager. Um, and we kind of wrote out all these things that we wanted to offer. And we kind of hired off a uh, different people, different independent contractors that could fill those roles. Mm -hmm. And once we had a team of four, that's when we started really marketing our services back out to clients I already had, small businesses in her uh, particular area in the Bay Area, um, and even to businesses that were overseas that were ran by military spouses. And within, I want to say the first two weeks, we ended up having three clients and were able to really like move forward with our business. <clears throat> That's awesome. And were you were you guys still acting as virtual assistants yourselves in the process of building this out just to keep the the uh, cash flow going? Exactly. Yeah. So we were still like I would take on certain clients on the marketing end as well as running the marketing for our marketing agency and then she kind of was our project manager and um, she would take care of all the independent contractors, making sure all the projects were moving as well as if a certain client needed her particular skill set, um, she would take care of it. But uh, we try to 
we were, it took us a good couple months to find that balance um, before really moving into the CEO side instead of being virtual assistants for our own company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So you also have the stay at home, stay at home profit um, podcast. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing on the podcast and how is that helping foster your business? Definitely. Um, stay at home profit podcast is a place where virtual assistants, business managers, social media managers, anyone who wants to work remotely, especially in the digital marketing industry. Um, we talk about how to make consistent income, how to make 5k, 10k months, like not the standard one or two, three K. We talk about software reviews and talk about processes and pretty much the ins and outs of being a virtual assistant to businesses and service providers to businesses, as well as talking about how do we grow our own company? Do we want to be an employee or do we want to be an entrepreneur and build out that agency side? So we kind of go through all the different technical aspects, as well as we bring on amazing um, business owners who have experience either by hiring virtual assistants or they were, and now, you know, they've scaled into different industries or different avenues. Um, so, yeah. And what was, what was the mental shift like for the two of you? You're really good at being VAs. You love being VAs. It's providing good cash flow to you. What was the mental shift like to actually pull yourself away from actually being VAs and running a business? Well, it's super funny. So that was actually our issue at the end of last year is I really wanted to pull myself to more of a CEO mode and really move towards the educational side of helping more military spouses and helping more people get into the virtual assistant industry. Cause I knew like remote work was going to be the future. And she had a really, really hard time with making that transition. She really loved being mm-hmm. a virtual assistant. She loved being a part of the agency and being so hands-on. Mm-hmm. So we actually ended up, um, talking about where our futures lied. And she said, you know what, April, I think that I want to buy, the business from you. I want to buy your part of the shares. And then you can go on and start focusing and honing in on stay at home profit and providing that education side. And then I can focus on what the business was called the intentional preneur marketing agency. And she can focus on helping businesses within with uh, sustainable marketing on that side. And so we ended up parting ways, Uh, she ended up buying out my share and um, we still have a really close partnership where we refer each other, but yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So, so now, to, just to clarify, I'm not sure if it is that obvious to folks. You actually train people that want to become virtual assistants. You actually have a, a training course and some coaching and stuff like that. Yes, definitely. Um, I've worked with nonprofits like Blue Star Families, um, especially in the San Diego area, providing free workshops. I also have a course online. Um, it takes about five weeks, um, but it's at your own pace um, to learn how to become a virtual assistant. Um, and I also do coaching and I was very um, lucky enough this year to be asked to do uh, public speaking at a different, at a few different events to talk about virtual assisting and outsourcing. That's great. And, and by the way, Michael, so um, if, if you're still there, you're, yeah. you're actually doing some, you're actually the, the, the man behind the curtain making some stuff happen with the IT side because um, I believe you're actually like a, an electrician for the Navy, right? So you got, you got, you're really good at IT and doing a lot of the uh, background stuff while April's the face of the organization. Yes, definitely. So basically, once um, April transitioned into stay-at-home profit and the educational side of things, we realized that the 
um, hardest challenge that we were going to overcome was just getting more people to hear about us or to know about the opportunities that there were. So with that takes a lot of uh, marketing, of course, but um, takes a lot of online presence and things like that. And so that's kind of where I, um, not really my area of expertise lied at the time, but I'm learning as I go. But basically I run everything on the backside of it, like our website and our podcast, um, everything except actually talking on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I, you know, edit it or find uh, people to edit it and things like that. Um, emails and basically everything that is everything that has to do with our online presence without actually putting my face on camera, basically, if that makes sense. Oh, but I do get him on camera sometimes. I always joke and say he's one of my best students um, (laughs) and whatnot, because he, we've definitely been learning a lot together, but I feel like he saw how much I loved what I was doing. And also the opportunity was there. And he's like, more people should be doing what you're doing. And mm-hmm. then he was just like, how can I help you do this better? Like, how can I help you scale this? So he's yeah. definitely been a huge help. Well, that's awesome. You guys have come so far in just a short amount of time um, and, and had a, you know, had a rough road. But, you know, some of, the, some of that rough road was really, you know, the motivation for actually end up doing what you, what you did. So um, if you're talking to other military spouses out there that have experienced the same kind of thing and, you know, okay, let me back up. First, I wanted to ask you, now that you're all in with this whole entrepreneurial thing and it's going well for you and you guys, you're still growing, could you imagine going back and getting a J-O-B? No. <laughs> so you I, I have, so. <laughs> you're what we refer to as you're officially unemployable. Yes. <laughs> That's I awesome. Am. Okay, so describe to the rest of us what that feels like to officially be unemployable because you've made it on your own as an entrepreneur and do that in the context of if you're talking to that military spouse out there, the military family overseas, or they're, or they're, even if they're transitioning out of the military and they want to, they want, they're looking at business ownership and entrepreneurship, what comes to mind? What would you have to say to them? It's going to sound very silly, but I've never felt more confident on always being able to bring in income now than being unemployable. Um, I feel like there's no boundaries anymore. There's no cap. There's no limit. So I feel very confident that no matter where we are in our journey, no matter what happens with our family, um, there will always be a sense of income. There will always be a sense of knowing that I will find employment in a sense of I will be able to get paid for what I know and my skill set instead of focusing on oh my God, I'm going to have to go put in 83, you know, resumes. I'm going to have to put in so many applications. Maybe one will just, you know, reach out to me and hire me. Like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. That's awesome. Well, hey, April, if, if somebody is out there listening and they want to, they want to get in touch with you, maybe check out your course and look at becoming a virtual assistant. What, how do they get a hold of you? Definitely. Um, head over to stayathomeprofit.com academy. Um, we have all of our courses, education and digital products your way on that page. Um, also hang out with me on Instagram at it's April Wilhelm or follow along our podcast, stay at home profit podcast that you can get at any, um, podcast streaming, um, application out there. All right. That's awesome. Well, Hey, April, Michael, Thanks for being on and sharing your awesome success story. We look forward to your future success and maybe in a year or two, we can check back in and have you on the show again. Definitely. Definitely. Thank Thank you. you. All right. We are Oscar Mike. 
Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.